should be what we do. That's what the Bible tells us to be law-abiding citizens. But at the same time, there are precedents in the Bible um, from Jesus turning over the tables in the temple of people taking direct action um, in a way that speaks truth to power. Hello and welcome to the Together Podcast, a conversation about faith, justice and how to change the world. I'm Chris and today I'm joined by Emma. Hello. On this episode, we're talking all about the student climate strikes. Emma, you and I both went to the last one in April. How did you find it? I loved it. Yeah? Yeah, I really loved it. I've actually not really been to a proper like protest or anything much before. I think I've been to like one or two more by accident. Yeah. But this was like by accident. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like when you're somewhere <laughs> and then you see like a protest happening, and you're like, oh yeah, I believe in that cause. <laughs> so you just join it for a bit, and then you're like, okay, I'm gonna carry on my day now. Yeah. <laughs> but no, this was like. It was so good. I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't know how organised it was going to mm. be. But it was such a good atmosphere. Like, it was yeah. so nice. I Nice? I don't know if that's the word you can... It was so nice. But, yeah, it, I enjoyed it. it yeah, was good. I think it was awesome. We're going to talk a bit more about that later. We've got an interview with Sarah Edwards, Ooh. who's a campaign expert at Tier Fund. So we're going to hear from her. We're going to hear from some of the young people that were there as well. But before we get into that, it's time for What in the World? Welcome to What in the World, where we discuss the big talking points from recent news stories. Emma, what are we talking about this time? I feel like you should say, what in the world are we talking <laughs> about this time? Um, yeah, there has been a lot going on in the past few yeah, weeks. Definitely. We could talk about a lot of things. Yeah. But probably the thing that I can think of as one of the biggest things in the news um, was the fire at Notre Dame yeah. in Paris. Um, that was earlier in April. That was like, was it a 15th I of April? Was, yeah. um, so obviously there was a lot of damage done to the building and it's a historic building. Yeah. It carries a lot of meaning and a lot of emotion, a lot of history. In response, the public, including a lot of billionaires, they donated somewhere between 835 million to one billion dollars for That's the a repairs. lot of money. <laughs> Is it dollars or euros or pounds? I was think it, it dollars? was dollars, yeah. I that, don't know what yeah. that converts down to. It's so much money. And while it's great that there, there was so much given to an important landmark being restored, there was also the other side of the criticism hmm. about how actually this money could have been spent elsewhere. Nobody died, did they? No. But then actually there are so many other things going on in the world that desperately do require money and help and support yeah. where people's lives are at stake or people's lives have already been lost. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, it's a it's a tricky one because I, I remember when I found out it happened, someone had, I was like with a bunch of people and someone just said, oh, there's... Someone just said, oh, Notre Dame's on fire. And I was like, oh, no, like, immediately my mind kind of went to, like, has there been an attack or, like, what's happening? Um, and then when it, I kind of, it was clear that it just kind of, like, I don't, actually, I still don't know how the fire yeah, started. Yeah, how did it start? I have no clue. But... Because then it, it wouldn't be, like, a fridge. No. Or, like, I don't know. You know, like, how a fire would start in your house, like a plug? Yeah, Maybe I don't know. Plug. Maybe it could have been. I don't know. Maybe it could have been. Oh, I don't know. But I remember just seeing that, basically... 
it was a non-fatal fire. No one was really like hurting it or anything. I was like, okay, cool. Like, still, like, I hope everything's all right. And, like, I get, like you said, like, a historic landmark, like, beautiful architecture, stuff like that. So I hope that's still, it's still a sad thing. But I did find it quite strange when, like, I went on Twitter and I saw people saying, like, pray for France. And I was like, what? Pray, what are you mm. praying about? You know, no one's really hurt. Like, yeah, and, I, yeah, yeah. and again, like, please, like, I don't want to be misconstrued as saying it's unimportant. It's very important. But at the same time, like, I don't see that same energy necessarily for, like, tragedies where people die. Yeah. Or even, like, take a step way back from that, just the existence of poverty on this earth. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of people that live in, like, very avoidable situations if we as a world could kind of have that same reaction mm. for that. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Do you think, like... Because a lot of the criticism of the money being donated I've seen come via social media. Yeah. So that's kind of... In, from what I saw where the conversation got started about like wait hang on why yeah. are so many people giving all this money but then also don't you think these kind of like the way that it got so big was also via social yeah. media because <laughs> yeah. don't you think like there's there's some kind of element where whenever there's a tragedy that is somewhere that's quite westernised yeah. or people are familiar with or people have visited you see that thing on social media like on Instagram where people then post a picture of them when they went to Paris. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and it's just a bit awkward, isn't it? It's just like, okay, cool, like, that's a nice picture, but, like, what? Like, yeah. it doesn't do anything. But then maybe that's kind of part of it, is that we feel a connection to these mm. places because we've visited them or we've, I don't know, we've spent time there or we have a connection with it, but then when something happens, like the tragedy in Sri Lanka, yeah. maybe not as many people have been there, so then people are like, oh, well... Yeah. I don't know. I, I have no connection to And obviously that's not a good way for yeah. us to think or behave, but it is really weird like how it's kind of fueled on the one side by social media, but then also taken down. Yeah, yeah, at the same media. time. Yeah, it is strange. I think it reminds me, like, what you just said, reminds me of, I think it was episode four that we did on the podcast, which was alternate realities. And actually, all these, like you said, these different places all around the world that we kind of feel like, oh, it happened over there, so it's not really my issue. Actually, the reality is, like, we are all deeply, deeply connected, mm. like, whether it be through, like, the clothes we buy, through the food we eat, or actually even just the fact that, you know, we believe in a God who created this world and we believe we are all his creation. Yeah. So to kind of just, like, park something up out of your head and be like, that's not, that doesn't affect me, that kind of flies in the face of what we believe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. And in terms of the money, like like you said, I think they pulled together that money like within a week, right? May I thought like so a big chunk of it was like the first twenty four hours. Yeah, which is like again, I'm not saying, and I'm not even here saying like, oh, you should. This is how you should spend your money or whatever. Like if you want to like spend it, go off whatever. But again, it's like if you have that much money for a building, how much money do you have for like? people suffering mm -hmm. do you know what I mean yeah I totally agree but on the other side of the coin one thing I just thought about was how actually like often we look at the wealthy people in the world and we're like okay well you shouldn't really be spending your money on that you should spend it on this or this is a more valuable cause but actually 
what is it the statistic that we're part of the richest like if you have a home to live in yeah. um a job to go to you wear clothes and you have three meals a day yeah. you're part of the richest i think it's like two percent or five percent of the yeah. world but then actually then i feel convicted because mm. i'm like oh have I given yeah. to like a cause that I feel really passionate about? Like when there has been a disaster or flooding or um, even something like Grenfell Towers, yeah. like a, a big disaster like that, like did I financially contribute? Because yes. actually to the rest of the world and to, to a lot of places in the world, I am very wealthy, yeah. even though I'm like, oh no, I'm not rich. I'm not a billionaire, yeah. but we all have something to give. So yeah. then is it more, I guess, about looking at ourselves and being like, cool, I don't really agree mm. that this money should have all been raised and given so quickly whilst there are so many other issues, yeah. like things could be maybe spread a bit more equally. But then actually, I can't change that yeah. that much, but I can change what I do and my actions. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. And I think, especially like during like student years, I know from us, like, everyone's just like, oh, I'm broke. I'm a student, so I'm broke. Like, it's not even like a question of, oh, how you, are you doing all right? It's just like, I am a student, therefore yeah. I'm broke. And I, like, kind of adopted that as well. But in reality, when I look back, did I spend a lot of money on stuff that I didn't need to? 100%. Yeah. Like, and I'm not here, again, I'm not trying to say, like, oh, don't enjoy your life. I'm just saying, like, if we're going to point an eye at other people mm-hmm. and say... Are you, why are you giving that money? Actually, I can look at myself and know if I'm ever broke, a lot of the time it's because I mismanaged my money, not yeah. necessarily that I didn't have it at all. It's true. Yeah. Well, in other news, uh, Brexit, 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 Brexit. We love it. <laughs> um, it got officially delayed back to October 31st, which is Halloween, which kind of feels <laughs> like a I weird... Yeah, that. Kind I... of like a weird kind of like foreshadowing thing. I don't know. That's but, hilarious. Um, at this point, I feel like a lot of people are frustrated. Like, I don't think it even matters what side you're on, you leave, yeah. remain, whatever. I think everyone's kind of a bit like, this is getting long. What would you say in this kind of interim period? What would you say to the person who's just kind of fed up? What would you say to the person who's like, die hard, no, we need to push this agenda through or whatever? Like, what do we do? <laughs> oh, man, yeah. It's crazy. October will come so fast because... I can't believe it's already been so long yeah. since the first vote. Yeah. Like, and I thought it was all going to be quite a quick process. I think everyone kind of thought it was yeah. going to be a quick process. Um. So, yeah, definitely everyone's feeling the frustration, no matter what side you're on. But I think, as ever, unity is really important. Yeah. And that it kind of, at the moment, it's just important for us to come together and to respect one another, to love one another, because whatever happens, whatever the outcome, this is still where we live. Mm-hmm. And we need to kind of focus on what's important to us, like what society do we want to build? Yeah. And we can build that no matter what the kind of government is like. And obviously it does have a massive impact on yeah. loads of other areas. But as on us individually and personally I think our call as Christians is to love one another put one another's Mm. needs above our own and yeah just seek to do justice and love God love people so I feel like as long as we can kind of keep doing that in this period we're not gonna add more fuel to the fire yeah definitely and I think it's it's like you said like there's so much going on and like this we're gonna be talking about the student climate strikes 
you can't be like getting so like angry about what's happening like in I don't know like four months or something three four mm. months uh, but then like actually what's happening in like 12 years to our planet you're not you're not concerned about so you gotta keep the same energy do you know what I mean yeah but um like it, I, I understand like if anyone like feels frustrated and whatever because you know we talked about in our last podcast about actually what it means to be a young generation who are who is engaged in politics who is engaged in using our voice to speak truth to power um and at times like this it can kind of feel like well does it just get lost in kind of the just the noise of it all do you know mm. what I mean but actually I would like say to those people that keep holding fast like keep keep standing up for what you believe in yeah definitely and yeah don't like don't let this kind of like put a downer on you or make you feel like your voice isn't heard because as we'll talk about later I mean you can be a 16 year old girl like in the middle of Sweden and your voice will be heard yeah don't get disheartened yeah definitely not and I think there's a really good article on the We Are Tear Fund site uh, that was written by James James Picken it was called Whose Throne Is It Anyways? Obviously, Game of Thrones is back. Everyone's guessed. I don't even watch Game of Thrones. I mean, that's completely But fair. it was a good article. Yeah, it was a great, <laughs> it was a great article. And if you're a fan, you're like, it's, it bangs. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I would recommend reading it. It was really like on the money in the, in, in the sense of being like, let's not get into these weird like defending our like tribes of I want to leave or I want to remain or X, Y, or Z. Actually, again, let's remember who who actually sits on the throne, and yeah. that's and that's like that's God, you know. And we got we got to live our lives in a reflection of that. And hopefully, like you said earlier, that means you're not going around just like <laughs> just trying to take down the opposition. But actually, you're thinking, what is what is God calling me to do day in day out? Yeah, I totally agree. And I think actually, a lot of the people who are inspiring me at the moment to take action in my everyday are the students around the world who are taking action against climate change and striking from school. generation that's kind of going into a world that's essentially being desecrated by mass corporations and stuff like this is gonna hopefully enact change to kind of stop us growing up in a world that's completely unlivable yeah kind of like really depresses me to think that i don't have a stable future on a not so stable planet and if there's something i could do to not only help myself but other people with that feeling then Please do as much as you can to try and help us help the earth that we're going to be growing up on. Because at the yeah. end of the day, yes, it's affecting us because we're growing up into it, but it's still affecting you whilst you're alive. It's very busy, lots of people here. I'm with Emma. How's it going, Emma? Hello. How are you finding it so far? So exciting. It's a lot of a lot of young people here, which is really good. It's a good atmosphere. My favourite sign that I've seen so far is the one that said, oh, I've forgotten, where's it gone? <laughs> I just saw it. Oh, it says the climate is changing, so why aren't we? Not enough is being done to actually face the problems that we have today in the UK, especially because 
particularly like in most governments, like companies and businesses who are damaging the environment get the most say on any environmental action that our government takes. And I think now we need to like cut down on it because we've literally got years until the effects of climate change are irreversible. And like we need to have our say so that our government knows that it's important and they need to make change like immediately. What's happening right now in terms of climate policy will define the future of our planet that we live on. Not just for us here in the UK, where we are pretty privileged, but across the world. We've already seen in like Mozambique and Southern Africa the destruction. It is an existential crisis. We can't just ignore it because it will change us. We have to change first. I completely support it. I think it makes absolute sense that um, these young people should be supporting the climate change. It's clearly an issue that's going to affect them and us in the near future and further afield. Awesome. And um, I guess, why do you think it's been left to young people to be the voice of this, this movement? I think um, they've, young people feel a bit left behind because they're just, there's been no real drive for climate change. It's, it's, been, it's been supported by uh, politicians to some extent but I think it's, it's not been deep enough to support, it's not really been there um, and I think as young people these people here they're the ones that realise that actually it's going to be them in 50 years time when the planet's a mess. If we don't talk now and make our feelings known we're screwed. Sarah Edwards, I work in the campaigns team here at Tier Fund. I'm our senior campaigner on climate change. Awesome, awesome. So climate change is obviously a huge topic, one that's like spanned decades and decades of work. Uh, but kind of recently we've had uh, this young Swedish girl, uh, 16 years old, goes by the name of Greta Thunberg. She's kind of started this whole movement of school climate strikes since August 2018, she's been taking a stand, sat in front of the Swedish parliament and said, you know what, this is important to me and you lot need to listen. Fast forward a few months, the movement has gotten huge. It's global. The students around the world are joining her. We've had strikes in London as well. And Greta is making numerous appearances around the continent, speaking truth to power, whether it be in parliament, whether it be... In, on TV, on news, wherever it is, she seems to keep popping up. What are your thoughts on Greta Thunberg and this whole school climate strike movement? I think she's an inspiration, actually. We were thinking about the story of David and Goliath in in relation to her um, last week because she met with some of the um, political leaders in the UK Parliament as part of, as you say, talking to lots of different um politicians and and leaders around um, Europe and she's somebody young she's somebody sort of um, formally without power without um, authority and without the usual kind of trappings of that and yet there she is just telling it how it is in a very well yeah in a very truthful way and really disarming those powers and you could see that so um jack from our team went to listen to her speaking with some of the uk politicians last week and um they were disarmed by her and the honesty that she brought into the debate but yeah as i say if you think about kind of david and goliath there's mm. something about her um 
her youth and her vulnerability and her lack of the usual sort of weaponry, if you like, mm. um, if I can say that, that's very, um, very powerful, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So in that sense, I mean, Emma, we both went to the strike, right? And I found a lot of young people like similar to that in the sense of here's someone who by themselves on paper shouldn't be able to make much of a change, like on, just on paper. Uh, but from what you're saying, it kind of sounds like there's this almost this advantage comes with that. Would you say, I know it's a bit like self-deprecating for all of us, <laughs> but does the younger generation have a, a bigger part to play than the adult generation? You can see it in different ways. There's a kind of reality and um, an honesty that comes from that youthful voice that's very powerful. There's also something about the fact that climate change, the the effects of climate change um, are going to be more severely felt by the younger generation. But I also feel like as someone from an older generation, quite uneasy about it. Mm. And it feels really, really desperately unfair and and wrong, actually, that it should be down to the younger generation to speak out. And and there's a, yeah, just an abdication of of responsibility, really, that there's been of, of wider society and the old generations that we haven't stepped up and addressed this fully and so um part of what we want to do um like in tier funds campaigning is to say to people of older generations this is a real wake-up call for us as well we need to listen to these young people and and take that responsibility more seriously yeah quick question where did Greta come from I know obviously she's from Sweden (laughs) but I mean like as you said, she had no authority and then she spoke to Sweden. Like, how does she get in Parliament in the first place? Yeah. Like, how does she... Where, does anyone know? No, that's a really good question. So I, so a little bit of background. So she, um, she won a, a school essay competition, I think. That's how oh. she came to, like, the attention of some other climate um, activists in Sweden in the first place. And then... Um, m- the way I understand it is that she then started to sort of get involved and take part in some uh, conference calls and stuff about different tactics that people could take to um, campaign on climate change. And she just really felt like it wasn't really cutting it. So she literally just went and sat outside the Swedish parliament by herself. And um, and that's the power of what she's done, I think. And mm. then people wow. were like, oh, whoa. And literally people have just... she attention has been drawn to her through that yeah um so she's obviously somebody who's very um intelligent very articulate um but she's also somebody and she said this herself because you know she's um on the autistic spectrum and she said actually part of that is that she finds it hard to part of the consequence of that is that she finds it difficult to maybe organize others Mm. so she's done something by herself so it's almost like there's been a um a benefit of her um condition that's enabled her to do something as an individual mm. that's been quite um that's been yeah just extra powerful that's amazing mm. it's so funny because i feel like joint like people hearing about the movement just now or seeing what's happening 
you would assume that it's someone who's mm. like dad is a politician or yeah. she's yeah. had some kind no, of step her up. Her parents were like yeah. quite against it at first, weren't they? <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. So they were quite worried about her not going to school and missing out on lessons and and devoting all of this time to climate change activism. And then they, they've she's persuaded them. And I guess that's um, probably like a lot of parents now. Yeah, Like worrying yeah. about their children kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's such a great example. 100%. I mean, it's interesting because when we went, we saw some like parents with their young, with their with their children there, um, some as young as like 11, yeah. right up to like 18, whatever. I know in terms of like legally, they're <laughs> taking your child out of school, that's a legal action. Like, truancy is a legal action, right? Mm. Yeah. What is the precedent for saying, actually, do we need to break the law to make change? Yeah. It's a good question. I think it's something we need to take really seriously. We have to balance our responsibility to abide by the law. Generally, that should be what we do. That's what the Bible tells us to be law abiding citizens. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there are precedents in the Bible um, from Jesus turning over the tables in the temple of people taking direct action um, in a way that speaks truth to power when perhaps simple words are no longer effective and when the powers have shown themselves to be corrupt or unjust. Um, so there's a, a responsibility that we each have to prayerfully take. It's really important for young people under the age of 18 to make sure they get their parents' permission to take uh -huh. part in the school strikes. And if you can, try and get your school's permission. There, were, there have been examples of teachers bringing their class to the school strikes because actually it's an education, yeah. um, but that's quite rare. Um, but it's worth asking because um, you never know. Um, but it is a, it's a serious step, but we believe that the state of the climate and the mismatch between that and the level of action that's being currently taken to address it is such that it, now it is becoming the time when this sort of action is, is, is acceptable. Yeah, you, you could use the word desperate earlier. Yeah. Right. Can you speak on that? Can you speak about actually how desperate is this climate change situation? I think it's very easy for, especially for our listeners and for us here in the We Are Telephone community to kind of be like, oh yeah, climate change, we need to sort that out. But actually, what is the reality of the issue? I think it's really important that we don't think of it as something that's just going to happen in the future. Climate change, the impact of climate change is already being felt by the communities that Tearfun works with around the world. We are already seeing in, for example, there was Cyclone Idai in March, there's just been Cyclone Kenneth. The severity and the frequency of those kind of storms, those kind of hurricanes and cyclones is going to become much worse if we don't take action now to address climate change. On a more kind of day-to-day um, -day level, um, uh, rainfall is becoming more unpredictable, droughts are becoming more severe and we're seeing people who we work with in farming communities, in different parts of the world, not being able to get the harvest that they're used to, not being able to feed their families and that's affecting them now and so um, and yet they have done the least to cause it. Their carbon footprint compared to ours is tiny and so it's really beholden upon us in those wealthier countries, those industrialised countries which are contributing the greenhouse gas emissions that are creating the global warming to do more now to address it. Yeah, and the importance of that because, again, 
climate change, I think, for a long time has kind of been associated with, like, literally, like, polar ice caps, polar bears. And as, as much as, like, wildlife and, like, yeah, God's creation, like, I truly believe we are stewards of that and we should look after that and take care of that. But I think there's always kind of been this disassociation with actually human lives are involved in this as well. That's right. And I think um, it's really important to remember that we're part of creation. We are part of creation and people are part of creation. And so when we think about the effects of climate change, it's, it's yes, it's on the natural world and on the animal world. And that's really important. But we are connected to it as well. And it's people's lives that are being impacted um, right now by climate change. I feel like people sit on like two really opposite sides on this issue. I think there are people who, that I've seen anywhere on like social media, who on the one hand, some people are like, well, it's already happening, we can't do anything about it, let's just focus on other issues. Like there are other desperate situations going on in our everyday world, whether that be like knife crime or um, whatever it may be, which are equally really terrible things that are going on. But then there are other people on the other side who are saying, no, this is like the most important thing and we can change it. And I think it's quite hard like to find that balance in mm. the middle. Yeah, you're right. And I think it's one of the powerful things about the school strikes is that they've managed to maintain that sense of hopefulness yeah. and mm. I think that's really important when we're talking about climate change not to become too despairing the situation is bleak but um, so the the kind of um, international body on climate change called the IPCC put out its report um, in the autumn of last year and said we've got 12 years to take action if we're going to, to keep global warming within the limits that we need to see to prevent catastrophic climate change. So um, there is hope. Now is the time to take action. Yes, there are loads of other issues. You're right. And it's not to say that we should drop everything else. But this kind of most... I suppose the thing with climate change is that it affects so many other things. We are, Tier Fund's an international development agency, we're seeking to help people out of poverty. That's why we're working on climate change. If we don't tackle climate change, it's going to become harder and harder to help people who are trying to help themselves out of poverty. Yeah. So I think that's, it's one of those framing issues that's so massive, that affects so many other things. Um, but yeah, it's really important to keep that hopefulness within yeah. within what we're saying. Yeah, definitely. And I think historically we've kind of seen before that actually movements kind of similar to this so I know even during apartheid time there were like there was again like a student-led movement of uh, young people saying this is not right and we're going to call your attention to it until it changes do you think that I, I don't know I guess for whether you're a young person listening or like if you're under 18 or over 18 whatever age you are do we do each of us have a responsibility to join this? I think, um, yeah, the apartheid example is fascinating. I didn't know about it until very recently, but um, thousands, tens of thousands of young people in South Africa didn't just strike once a week, but actually boycotted school mm. for a period of a couple of years and got involved in the anti-apartheid movement. 
And obviously that was really concerning for their parents. But what I've heard is that many of those people, it was a formative time for them, mm. that they um, they learned so much about justice and about movement building and about activism. And now they're leaders in, in the church and in, in civil society in South Africa. Um, and so I think it's a really powerful example for us and i do think that each of us has to take our own has to um take our own responsibility for what we do to address climate change but i come back to my unease that i mentioned earlier mm -hmm. like i think i can't say that to a young person yeah. without really rethinking what i'm doing myself and um, what my generation is doing or failing to do to yeah. tackle climate change yeah Speaking on the power of protest, kind of more generally, if I'm a young person, if I'm thinking I want to go, I've heard, I'm li I've listened to this podcast, I want to go to the next one. Uh, what kind of thing should I should I expect as someone who wants to get involved in some sort of protest? So there are all sorts of resources that you can find. Tefan's website has resources. Other. Um, campaigning organizations have resources where you can learn about the issues learn about climate change learn about what the impact of it is and the sorts of things that you can be doing and um, to take action which includes taking part in protests but also thinking about your own and your family's carbon footprint um, engage with your member of parliament talk to them about what the uk government should be doing to address climate change so there's a, a whole sort of breadth of of tactics and approaches that we can take and then specifically in terms of the school strikes talk to the adults in your in your life talk to your parents talk to your youth leaders talk to your teachers and see what their response is and if you can get a group of you together and as I say if you're under 18 with your parents permission take part in the school strikes see if you can get your school's permission if you can and um and take part because I have found that taking part in campaigning taking part in protests is a really um powerful way of demonstrating your commitment to a cause and um, you, your participation in a movement because climate change as I say is on the scale of an issue that we need to see a m much bigger broader movement for change if we're going to see the scale of transformation that we need. Awesome I think it's really cool because you didn't just speak about you know show up, show up one month one day in a month but also this is like a day in, day out, life, like whole life sort of response in the sense of we need to change our lifestyles and and actually the precedent is kind of on both on us as individuals, but us as a community, as a society as well. Definitely. Our response to climate change, I mean, you, we mentioned a bit about um, caring for God's creation and our response um as as christians as people of faith it's it's part of our worship it's part of our discipleship so we need to be thinking about every aspect of our lives what we consume what we do what we emit um and the groups that we're part of as well so that um as i say we have this really broad range of responses as part of a movement for change So Emma, 
what did you think of the protest? For me, one really cool thing was about like the purity of it, in the sense of it didn't feel like oh here's some some person that's like trying to take it for their own angle or their own do you know what I mean their yeah. own objectives. It just like felt like literally a lot of young people got together and then naturally some people just emerged as leaders and yeah it just started. It was really and cool. I thought it was so amazing because we spoke to quite a lot of young people and. They, I kind of was expecting everyone to churn out the same kind of answer mm. as though it was something that had been kind of a general thing that they'd read online and they said, oh yeah, okay, I care about that and then everyone just has the same perspective. Yeah. But actually, people had such different reasons for being there that was obviously all to do with taking action on climate change but like they they all had their personal passionate reasons yeah. and I found that really inspiring. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. That's pretty much all we have time for today so thank you for listening. Thank you to our guests i hope you enjoyed what you heard today if you did then please subscribe you can find us on instagram on facebook on twitter at we are tier fund see you next time